Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. It's Enrico Palazzo! You should have been pulled in the front room they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. Utah! Give me two. What's up, everybody? It's the Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. I'm here tonight with my main man. It's been a while, but I am so glad I'm going to get to talk fantasy baseball tonight. With an old friend, one of the original Palazzo people from the beginning of this show's inception? Conception? Either way, whenever it was born, Russell's been around since I can first remember doing this show. He's always been very supportive and kind, and he knows his shit. Armchairroto.com, that's the website. Armchairroto.com. This guy has been in this business a long time. He doesn't always do podcasts, and we're very lucky. Tonight, I have Russell What's up, dude? What's going on, Mike? Glad to be here. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so glad you're here, man. I've been looking forward to doing the show with you. It's been a long-ass day, but here I am. I've caught a wind. I'm, I'm feeling good. Once the lights come on and we click the mics, I feel good. I love good. it. So, let's, let's hold out our handkerchiefs, fill the sails, and moving. <laughs> Uh, Russell's the master gift commander too, the master commander gift maker. If you've never seen it on our Twitter handle, Plotzel Podcast Two Utah Two Z's. Give me two. You can see some of his old school gifts. He brought one out recently. He brought back the uh, I see Palazzo. <laughs> I should. Pro. I should thread out a greatest hits of the of all the master and commander gifts. I <laughs> personally loved for the Cinnamon Eye Podcast, which is a movie pod I do. Which Russell is a Russell's a big movie buff. He knows a lot about film and. You made the bully gift, which to me is my personal favorite of all the gifts you ever made from the movie Larry Clark's. For those that maybe remember kids, yeah, that Larry Clark, uh, the movie Bully. <laughs> it's not everyone's favorite, but I love that gift that you made of them from the movie. It's like that spinning rotational shot. And, uh, uh, it's such I know a, Travis didn't like it, but I loved it. So. It's such a weird reference to always talk about that movie because it's so obscure for most people. <laughs> Uh, quick, quick, funny, true story, though. When Bully was made, I worked for Acclaim Entertainment, the video game company, and I worked with the guy. I, I worked with the guy who made the fake Mortal Kombat game that the guys are playing when they're tripping on acid in the arcade. No shit. Yeah. Whoa! I didn't know that. I don't think you ever told me that, actually. Wow. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Nobody else listening or watching knows what the hell you're talking about, but I do. Yeah. It's, if you need a reference, it's got the guy from you, Mean Girls, if, you know, the fat guy. If, uh, if you want to feel just as bad as you feel after you watch Requiem for a Dream, go watch Bully. 
That's putting it mildly. That's definitely putting it mildly. Well said. Yeah, Bully also has the guy, uh, Damien from Mean Girls, who's like the the fat gay guy who's like uh, the partner. Uh, Glenn Coco. Good for you, Glenn Coco. I think of him. So. Oh, Chad's here. we got people in live chat. If you guys want to jump in the live chat, ask Russell questions at any time, please do. Armchairroto.com. He's got great stuff for Roto. I mean, your stuff's kind of universal for most formats, isn't it? Yeah, I just kind of... I don't really have a, a niche. I just write about whatever I feel like writing about at the time. So uh, I play in a ton of redraft. I play dynasty. I play keeper leagues. So, and I play uh, across most, most platforms too. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but you used to write on ESPN.com, right? Yeah. Uh, a long time ago, this is probably 2000, Three to 2006, I was the ESPN fantasy correspondent for the uh, Houston Rockets and Houston Astros. So they had unpaid bloggers to uh, to write on no particular schedule about these teams. So if you were playing fantasy on ESPN, you'd go click on the correspondence page and I would just write, you know, if you're playing fantasy basketball, you'd see what I was saying about Yao Ming on, that, at, on any given day. His foot Man. was probably hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, plantar fasciitis, minimal. Torn Achilles, more likely. Uh, but Yao Ming could have been the best. I loved Yao Ming. I remember that commercial. Kairat Ka- check? Kairat check? I, I remember. I used to say that all the time, and I don't even know why. I'd said that all the time. Weird. I remember that one. Uh, well, Russell's obviously been around, so he's got a lot of experience. You're going to learn a lot from him today on today's show. We're going to talk about keepers. I'm going to give a couple keeper conundrums we'll throw out there. I know a lot of you are still finalizing your keepers in your leagues. We're doing this on leap year day, leap day 29th of February. Uh, this might be the first Palazzo we've ever done on a leap day, actually, Russell. So this is a special moment. You should really uh, you should cherish this. I do. I feel special. Very special. We'll do this once every four years. Uh, nobody does deadpan better than you do. I love that. You are so good. You are a Abe, Abe Vigoda? Pagoda? Abe v- Pagoda? Abe, the guy from uh, Godfather? Yeah, that guy. You know, the guy from yeah, uh, Pagoda. The Look Who's Talking, who plays the grandpa. <laughs> Remember that? He's like eating mashed potatoes. It's like spitting out of his face and shit. He's like, ah, ah, that Abe Pagoda voice, which I can't do very well. So, Yeah. Oh, yes, Chad, don't worry, we're going to get to this. Make sure to pimp that new Palazzo Neo League. Well, hey, I mean, you brought it up. Let me uh, me fire up the jams here. I got some jams ready to go because let's get into our business time section of the show where we'd like to pay tribute, let you guys know what's going on around the league, around fantasy baseball. Business time. Oh, yeah. That's right. The the only Concord song that's better than this is the David Bowie song. Oh, wait, is that the one from uh, Extras, the Ricky Gervais show, or is that something no, else? No, 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 from Flight of the Concords. The Bowie to Bowie song with Bowie's oh, nipple antennae. <laughs> I don't know that one. You stumped me. Wow. <laughs> Go seek it out. I'm going to. Now it's going to be part of the show next week, I promise. That sounds like a lot of fun. I think of the the Bowie's sad little fat man, Ricky Gervais song from that oh, show yeah. Extras. That's a good one, too. <laughs> really funny it's like a really good bowie sounding song but it's hilarious definitely recommend that if you've never heard that move this 
man. Don't, don't boo this man. It's good stuff. It's good. Uh, Jamie, so what's up, Jamie? What kind of advice can you give a newbie jumping into TGFBI? Russell, you want to take that one? Yeah, let's see. Um, there's no shortage of content out there for NFBC League. So TGFBI uses the standard format that it's the same format for the main event. And so any any podcast or content that you are consuming, you should just listen to whatever they're saying about about the main event. I've got breaking news, actually. Yeah. We're going to go live right now. This is unheard of. But in a moment like, oh, wait. Oh, gosh. I got a new computer, so I don't have my privacy settings approved. Come on. Oh, I can't quit. Oh, I'll be right back, Russell. You hold down the fort. Okay. All right. What's going on, everybody? I am not sure that the broadcast is still going. It's just me. So... Anybody got anything to say in the chat? Are we going to cut this out later? Gosh. What kind of advice can you give for a newbie jumping into TGFBI? Well, my first bit of advice after what I just said, which would actually be my second bit of advice, is don't hold up the slow draft, man. Everyone values a quick drafter. So be checking your queue. Be watching the draft picks. And when it's coming up to be your turn, what happened? I had to. So this is because I got a new computer. I had to restart Chrome so we could look at stuff that I want to bring in when you have to do the present the website page thing. So was I live just now? You want to know what I was saying? Yeah, I missed it. I don't know what happened in the last. I was was giving more TGFBI advice. I was just being a smartass and telling everyone to be courteous and quick with their picks. (laughs) Genius. Genius! Thank you. Thanks for saving me there. So By you, the way, my coming, genius, coming, genius, genius! You come here for help with, with fantasy baseball, and I just tell you, don't don't be an ass. Make your pick in two minutes. <laughs> uh, for some reason, uh, yeah, you can see I have a green screen behind me, but you, I can't put up a virtual background now. Chrome oh, got no. pissed at me, so oh well. Uh, trying all kinds of ones. Either way, uh, I left so that I could show this because I want to go live. So this, I guess, this is how the show is going to be. A, I don't know why this has changed. I've been doing this show on StreamYard for four years, and I've never had a problem like this, but there's always a new adventure when you have a new computer and settings and shit gets messed up. So I wanted to bring this up, so I'll do that now because you brought up TGFBI, Jamie, in our live chat, which everybody can jump into at their pleasure. Here we go now, Russell. I'm going to show this to you in three, two, there we go. We're going live to TGFBI pick. I am on the clock right now. So oh, let's go man. live and do it. What do you say? Hell yeah. Okay, so let's take a look at my squad here. Let me, uh, how can I pull that down? Yeah, let me get some more. There we go. Okay, so you can see on the right here, that's my roster. I'll zoom in a little closer. Whoa, what the hell just happened? What the hell? Let's trying to do my first show ever? What the heck? All right, so I'll just leave it like this. So I got Adley at catcher. I got Naylor, Song Kim, Matt McClain, Luis Robert. And then at pitching, I got Strider, Yuri Perez, and Alexis Diaz. All right. What do you think so far? Any quick commentaries? We're in uh, round nine. Let's see. All right, scroll back up to the hitters. Let's see. Adley, Naylor, Kim, McClain. I'm liking that. Let me see the outfield. I'm trying to hide my cue here. Uh, well, uh, all I got right now, now is a... 
All I got is, yeah, right, I just gave it all away. I know everyone's dying to see Govier's Q, obviously. Uh, all I got is Luis Robert. Uh, Luis Robert was my second pick. I, or, yeah, I think it was my second pick because I'm in the 10 spot after Spencer Strider. Let's see. So, top of the board right now, Josh Young. Uh, I've got one closer with Alexis Diaz. Uh, if I want to take another closer, maybe I could. In terms of, God, why is that happening? Oh, there we go. Start. Now I can see a little better. Oh, good. Okay. So, in terms of, uh, do you have do you have a third base yet? I got Hyesung Kim who can slide in there. Okay. If I want to, I mean, you know, Hyesung Kim on NFBC has a third, short, and second eligibility, so we yeah. could do. I have those filled with Matt McLean as well. We could do a uh, another outfielder. I only got one outfielder so far, and or I could do a third starting pitcher with uh, Strider and Yuri Perez so far. Okay. Uh, Pitching know, wise, click, click, click on click on all and, and do a little stro- scroll down. Okay. All right. So Josh Young is out there. I do like Josh Young a lot this year. Are you a Josh Young fan? Yay or nay? I do, and uh, I, in a few leagues, I've taken a little bit of the discount on his on his injury. <clears throat> okay, yeah, calf strain in spring training. Uh, not too worried about that yet, but it is something to monitor. Uh, Spencer Torkelson's out there. Uh, Walker Bueller, no way. I'm not. No. I'm not doing Walker Bueller. Are you? No, I'm. I'm steering clear of that. Zero Agreed. shares. What's your opinion on Estuary in, ter- in terms of Ruiz being a steel guy that can just give you a huge amount of steals, but maybe not a lot else? Oh, I'm just passing on him. Um, first of all, I'm not even convinced he's going to be an everyday player. But uh, oh, even shit, e- really, even 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 I mean, he's just not a very good hitter. Even, even if he is, uh, he's going to hurt you so much in other categories uh, that, that I don't really feel the juice is worth the squeeze for for the steals. Steals are pretty are pretty abundant these days with the new rules. I would just avoid uh, Estiori. Okay, that's a good breakdown. Uh, Jamie says took Stott with my 114th pick. I think when I woke up with Ruiz after that, since I have the 14th pick with the swing picks back to back. Okay, well I took Ruiz in the Glarf oh. draft too. I have to admit that. Uh, D Lou's here. I haven't, D Lou, what's up, man? Shout out to D Lou. I hadn't seen you on the show in a minute. Local Detroit guy. Uh, Longtime fantasy baseball guy. Uh, all right, so we got Yandy Diaz out there. Uh, I already took a catcher with Rushman. I'm willing to wait, but Salvador Perez is technically out there. Hunter Green, are you a Hunter Green guy? No. Me neither. Jordan uh, Montgomery's out there, still unsigned. Yeah, that's kind of starting to, to freak me out a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be ready to start the season, if he's going to be able to ramp up in time. Um, I mean, yep. it would only be a start or two missed, but um, I like that Mullins. I saw Mullins there. Oh, uh, you do. I'm, I'm I'm pretty big on a Mullins bounce back. Uh, I like Santander really? as well. Mullins, uh, do you think there's more power that we could see closer to what we saw in 2022, or? Yeah, I just... think so. I mean, he was he was banged up last year, and. I mean, he doesn't have huge power, but I think he's got, you know, 15 to, to 18 homer power. He's he's displayed that in the past. I think he could do that again. So, okay. I don't think a 20-30 uh, 20, for Mullins is crazy. I've been liking his price. What about Friedel? Are you worried about Cincinnati having too much depth or no? 
No, I like Friedel too. Um, mm. I think he's I think he's going underdrafted. Um, I've been scooping up some shares of him. Twenty twenty. Uh, no, he's not going to be twenty twenty. More like a more like a ten twenty five kind of guy. But but um, good average. Yep. So yeah, I like Friedel too. Ooh, I do like Gavin Williams a lot. I must say, I'm I'm very smitten with him. Uh, so do I. Uh, so what about of, what about Churio? a lot of good options here? Yeah, Churio, are you banking on fantasy impact this year or no? Yeah, I think he'll be helpful, but I haven't been drafting him where he's gone. I'm just um, I'm kind of risk averse with the unknown quantities. Um, okay, you know he could come out gangbusters, and um, he could also come out and and struggle. So really, with these, mm-hmm. these first 150, 200 picks, I like going with known quantities. Well, I'm thinking- <laughs> it's a it's a weakness and a strength at the same time. True. I'm kind of thinking, actually, I'd like to go pitcher here, and I might go Gavin Williams or Carlos Rodon, actually. I think that's... If you had a pick right now, what would you pick? I, you know, based I'd, on the millions we've seen here. Uh, I'd go Gavin over Rodon just because of the injury risk. I think okay. I think, uh, I think think a fully healthy Rodon is, is probably a better pitcher. Um, but... Gavin's growing. He's he's getting better, and he's healthy. I mean, Rodon's sold. Rodon's healthy too, in in quotes. <laughs> I actually think Rodon will have a nice bounce back this year. I really do. But since you also like Gavin Williams, like I do, that's all I need to hear. And I think uh, I I'm actually torn between Williams and Josh Young. Actually, I really like Young a lot. Uh, you have, a diff- you have a difference of opinion based on what I've got with, you know, Sung Kim already and uh, Matt McLean. You know, if it wasn't if it wasn't Strider, I'd probably go three starters um, in the first ten rounds. But but with Strider, I feel pretty comfortable with with two starters in the first ten rounds. So, but it's Here we ultimately go. here's here's your TGFBI advice. It's up to you. <laughs> wow, oh, there dude. we go. Josh Young. Booyah! Yay! There we go. Live For those of you watching live, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I thought that was fun, and we got good advice from Russell on his opinion on those players. So that's really everybody. That's all people want right now. They just right. want to suck on the advice about players. And why am I blurry? Why? Can you hear me okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm still here. good pick. Oh, D. Lou likes it. Well, then I'm good. I'm good to go. Donovan well, says, "Well, hey, Mike. Yeah. Now that we're sitting here doing this, and people are are you know already listening to us do our own teams, I am up in the Palazzo Invitational. Oh, so wow, dude. Hell yeah. We're, I'm gonna do a little sh- screen sharing here. Please do. This is exciting." Guys, you're getting a special treat here. Two for the price of one? Hell yeah. I'll just do entire screen just so I don't have to sit here and figure out how to do it. <laughs> I'm right. impressed. I've never had a guest share their own screen. I'm going to bring it to you live. Here we go. Booyah. There it is. This All is right. a big moment in Palazzo history, guys. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Never had Give a me guest two. share their own screen. This is a first in our four-year history. The Palazzo Invitational. Run like smoke and oakum. <laughs> it is... Uh, are you in League Two? 
I'm in League Two. This is round 34. Okay. So I'll do the old uh, roster grid here because I prefer this to the draft board. Ah, I like the and, roster uh, grid. I've got uh, catcher, catcher all set, first base all set. I could use a couple more middle infielders. I'm set at third. I could use some outfielders, and you always need more pitching depth. Especially so already, this is a draft and hold for those that don't know the plot. So right. podcast of additional, which we are taking signups for right now. League three is filling. We're looking to fill seven leagues. We still got a whole month to go. So get your asses in there. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Okay. Uh, all so. right. So I've already queued up players. So Excellent. middle in, middle infield, I could go Daryl Hernandez, uh, prospect for Oakland, who might come up and and uh, get get some time at, at shortstop. Um, yes. I, I'm not uh, just an Oakland stand, but uh, it's late in the draft, so I got Stripling in my queue here too, and I Ooh. think I think that's who I'm going with. I think uh, he'll be an effective starter in that big park, and at this point, I'm just looking for innings. So absolutely, it's, it's going to be old Ross Stripling. Off the, oh, look at that cute kid. Uh, Ross Tripling off the board at round 34 of the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, two L's, two Z's. Utah, you sign up? There we go. Give me two. If you've never done it before, there's no commitment in season. It's just a, and if you love to draft, the Palazzo Invitational is the ideal setup for you because it's 50 rounds of draft heaven, right, Russ? That's right. I mean, oh, it's so good. I mean, you will yeah, love the, it. If you the, loved it. The draft and hold is one of my favorite formats. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I've always been a fan. Uh, I've had good moments with it too. I feel like I, I've gotten better at it. I, last year I didn't get to play in any, and I wish I had. But uh, this year, I hope to get into a draft and hold because I'm not. I'm very sad, Russell. This is the first year in a couple of years that I will not be playing in the main event, which is the big money NFBC seventeen hundred dollar entry fee per team with an overall championship. You can win seven thousand dollars for winning an individual main event league. And, of course, the overall winner wins like 150K or something like that. So um, just a little tight this year, but I'll be back next year. And maybe I'll uh, earn my way in. Maybe I'll be able to sneak into a main event qualifier, which is also uh, a way to get into the main event instead of paying the big bucks. If you win a main event qualifier, uh, 15-team, it's the same thing as a main event, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yep. if you're Sounds not good. familiar. Sounds good to me. I'll be I'll be back. Uh, Joe's here. What's up, Joe? Oh no, I can see Russell's cue. I feel dirty now. <laughs> uh, I feel so weird that I don't have a my graphic behind me. But I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go, guys. Chad says about to be my pick in TGFBI. Well, hell yeah. Let us know what you're doing. Show Russell's team so I can draft those players. Yeah, obviously. That's putting it mildly. That's something you want to be in business with for sure. Joe also says, don't show my team, Russell. Oh, you guys are in the same Palazzo Invitational League? Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't hide the names. Oh, who cares? That's fine. Joe, Joe's an open book anyways. He's always down. So remember, people, this is the place to be where you get to have good times, noodle salad. And I was starting the business time, but we had draft opportunities, which none of us, I mean, we're not going to pass up sharing draft opportunities with you fellow folks. That's what you're here for, right? So I'll shout you guys out when I can. And I've got the Motley Crew shout. Just for you, Russ. I know you prefer that over the Tears for Fears shout, which is uh, my choice. But when uh, the guest is on, the guest gets to rule. Right? So Sounds good. 
Business time. Here we go. Bring back the business time music from the Flight of the Concords and let you know that the Palazzo Podcast Invitational is available. So please sign up. I'll drop the link in the live chat again. Of course, you can go to our Twitter handle, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Just go to Give me Palazzo two. Podcast Twitter and it's at the top. You can find it no problem. Just click on sign up. $50. That's it. No in season commitment other than setting lineups, which is on Mondays and Fridays. Okay. If you're new to NFBC, it's a great way to get involved. Last year, we had six leagues, 90 teams. We had a a great season. We're hoping to do at least seven leagues this year for the Plotso Podcast Invitational on NFBC.com. So check that out. And then, Aru Niu. Now, Russell, I want to pimp this because this is your baby, your idea. And I love it because last year, I got into an Aru Niu league, which those that don't know, Fangraphs has this thing called Aru Niu. It's fantasy baseball. and It's got a really sleek chassis, you know, like the... The interface is really solid. It doesn't. It looked tacky ten years ago, but Adu Neo's come a long way. So tell people why Adu Neo is awesome and why, if they want to, they could play Adu Neo with us this year. Adu Neo, it is the best kept secret in fantasy. It's like Mike said. It's hosted on Fangraphs. It is a sort of quasi dynasty keeper league. Uh, the team, the leagues are twelve teams. You have a forty man roster. And you keep all players from year to year, uh, only subject to some salary inflation. Um, and like Mike said, the interface is so smooth. It's just a, a, an absolute pleasure to uh, interact with it. And so we are setting up an auto new Palazzo League. It's called Palazzo New. And... <laughs> There's four. I think I think we have four or five people who have joined already, but we haven't really pimped it yet. So it's me and you and Britton and mm-hmm. uh, Richard Zito and Bob, Bob Dole. Bob Dole Bob is Dole playing. Be, Bob Dole be there. <laughs> Bob Dole plays fantasy. <laughs> uh, so, Bob so, Dole. so we're gonna have about half a dozen openings, and we're now we're opening it up to the listening audience. So if you want to join, you come to the Discord. There's an auto new channel. And you can find the info there. There's a password, which I will go ahead and tell you is Drebin, named after the Palazzo's namesake, Frank Drebin. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to Frank Drebin. Also, you have your own Discord channel on the Palazzo Discord, which is totally free. The link is in our description here on the YouTube channel if you're watching. Yes. And you can also find it on the Palazzo Twitter the, handle, 2Ls, 2Zs. Utah. The, arm, the Armchair Roto Advice Dungeon. <laughs> yes, exactly. I got to tell you, I love having you in there when you can jump in. Oh, I remember you, Drebin. Yeah, see, everybody remembers Frank Drebin. And the thing is that you can jump in that channel and you can talk to Russell. You can get the link for the Adunio League. And I'm showing you on the YouTube for those that are watching and on the Twitter, wherever you are seeing this. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? This is also Russell's website. And this is his article he wrote on January 10th. A five-minute read, by the way. Which, isn't that great? They let you know how long it takes to read. That's wonderful. Uh, here's what I tell first-time Auto Neo players. So Russell can give you the... This is all free, too. ArmchairRoto.com. So head on over there. Learn a thing or two from a guy who's been in fantasy baseball for a long time. Russell's one of the best-kept secrets in the game. If you don't know who he is, you're really missing out on something special. And Joe says, wait, have we talked about Liam Neeson rebooting? What? No, what? Is this real? Get the fuck out of here. No shit. Liam Neeson's rebooting the Naked Gun. Are you, Joe? Are you messing with me here? What the hell's going on here? I haven't been this excited since they remade Red Dawn. 
<laughs> That's putting it mildly. Can we have an emergency Cinema 9 Palazzo podcast crossover episode to discuss the Neeson Naked Gun reboot? There's no way. I have not heard a damn thing about this, Russell, and neither of you, obviously. I mean, we're blown away right now, aren't we? Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so, Joe. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, Ru- Liam Neeson, too, by the way? Does that make sense to you? I like just hearing that? Does he even do comedy? Like, is he the dark man? <laughs> he did a... He's been... A, he's done some stuff with uh, Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy. When uh, I think of uh, Million Ways to Die in the West, he was in that movie. But he's more of a straight man. He's not... I guess he does comedy where he's more the straight guy. Lieutenant Revan, police squad. Yeah, I can't imagine Liam Neeson saying that. Lieutenant Revan, police squad. Uh, but that's just me. But I'm blown away right now. I... I'm shitting my pants. If I could shit my pants right now, I would. Uh, ben says, Naked Gun 44 and a quarter. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can go on doing the show right now, Russ. I am just freaked out. Yeah, I'm fighting every urge to see if there's a trailer for it and share my screen and then we can experience it all together. Chad says, is Bob Dole using campaign funds on fantasy drafts? Uh-oh. Okay, so... Adu New, get over there in the Discord, find it. We're filling up. It's a 12-team league, right? That's right. I did my Adu New, the one Adu New I'm already in. We did our auction on Monday night, and I only had uh, two roster spots open. Oh, man. <laughs> Is that bad? Because, you know, you oh, have that's four. Fine. That's fine? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it kept I, uh, a few too many relievers. I'm in two other ones, and we, we did our drafts last, last weekend. It's a ton of fun. Check it out, guys. I don't need you. Palazzo, we're going to do that. And it's also, it's an auction draft, too. And Russell also mentioned in the Discord, I read that there is a slow draft auction version, which he is open to trying. And I'm open to trying it, too. That's I've never done a slower draft auction. So I can Me neither. Um, yeah, someone was talking about it on Twitter X. And, um, I mean, that would be pretty convenient for me rather than, rather than do a five-hour auction. Um, so any, anything to, to facilitate easy easier team drafting i don't think i've ever i can't believe again you're blowing me away i'm getting blown away on today's show twitter x i don't think anybody has said that to me i've first i've heard formerly known as twitter or just x so dude you're you are so trendy russ damn it's this uh it's this stupid assertion that people aren't going to know what you're talking about if you say twitter or x damn oh shit that's funny okay so yeah so that's putting leads for you um, I'm no longer at FTN, so I'm not pumping that anymore, but I still love FTN, FTNFantasy.com, Vlad, Eric Cross, great crew over there. Those guys have one of the best crews in the fantasy baseball game. Great analysis. Definitely worth your time. Go to FTN Fantasy. No hard feelings. I love it. They're great people, okay? Make sure you check that out. Uh, my Patreon's available, too. MJ Govier. It's also, you can find that wherever you can find Palazzo. And we got more shows. I got another show on Friday be rolling out. We're doing a draft strategy Part two. We're doing six different parts of draft prep sessions. And uh, me, Britton, and Mike will be live on Friday around 4 o'clock. So don't miss that. That's going to be a good time. And uh, anything else? Did I? Oh, no, I think that covers it, right? Uh, You know what? I think that's good. I'm so so tired. It's been a long-ass day. I had like... It's a bunch of clients today, and now we're here talking fantasy baseball. It has been a full day, my friend. I'm glad we're sitting here talking baseball. Thanks for being here live on the show, everybody. It's a classic, a classic Palazzo pod because we're 45 minutes in, and it's still leading <laughs> off for business time. 
This really is a, you're right, this is a throwback episode. Uh, Deary would appreciate this for sure, that we would. <laughs> I know uh, right now, longtime friend of the show, Jake Hallisker from Rotosaurus, he's uh, appreciating this as well. Okay, so there's more business, but whatever. We got other stuff to do here. We want to get involved, move forward. Let's get into leading off. Right? Maybe someday. Okay, leading off our catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. Now, we're going right at the heart of the show here first. And this is a retaliation. This is a repudiation, Russell, of Britain. Fellow friend of the show, fellow Palazzo host, Palazzo regular, diehard, loyalist. Uh, He's got some Wes Anderson problems, and I think we need to clear some of those up. So, Russell, I'm going to turn the floor over to you here. Clear the air. Wes Anderson, let's go. You know, I listen to this show, and all of a sudden I wake up one day, there's this new guy on, he's got this long, this long drawl of a voice, and everything's fine, but for some reason he doesn't like Wes Anderson, he's like, go, go, he's going to go out of his way to, to pick, pick a bone with, with, with Wes Anderson, and not only that. He loves that, Rushmore, he loves Rushmore, only, but like, yeah. he hates Tenenbaums. Not only that, he loves Rushmore, but he hates Tenenbaums. It just doesn't make any sense, and uh, it makes it hard to respect someone who who has such poor movie takes. So, in Britain, <laughs> and you in, want me to change? Fuck you! So, in Britain's honor, I put together a top five Wes Anderson movies uh, with accompanying quotes. Yes. Okay. So, let's do this. So let's start off. I got three honorable mentions because it's a long list. I, it's hard to cut down to five. So honorable mentions, Fantastic Mr. Fox. My kids love Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Clooney is fucking hilarious doing the Fox's voice. Uh, I like Moonrise Kingdom. Love Moonrise I like, Kingdom. I also like Darjeeling Limited. It's like not really that great a movie, but it reminds me of me and my brothers. So <laughs> I like Darjeeling. Okay. Yep. So let's start at number five. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Fucking love this movie. It's hilarious. It's quotable from start to finish. And the quote I've chosen is Willem Dafoe. Who's the shit is Kingsley Zissou? Which is a a line that has made it into the lexicon of me and my brothers. Anytime something doesn't make sense, we fucking say that. So inside joke for us. But now you're all in on it. I wonder right. if Britain hates that or not. I, I don't know that for sure, but uh, this is Britain. Uh, I recognize I have a problem, and I want to get better. Yeah, we're trying to help you here, Britain, today. This is Russell's purpose. All right, so number four. Number four is Bottle Rocket. Yes! Bottle Rocket's great. The debut, it made the Wilson brothers what they are today. And so I got a long quote from Bottle Rocket. I'll see if I can perform it for you. <clears throat> One morning, over at Elizabeth's beach house, she asked me if I'd rather go water skiing or lay out. And I realized that not only did I not want to answer that question, but I never wanted to answer another water sports question or see any of these people again for the rest of my life. And that's, I think that's a sentiment that we can all identify with. Oh, that's the best 
part of Bottle Rocket, its understated brilliance is right there encapsulated in that quote and that excellently performed reimagining. And Thank you. Know, the, that was great. The dumb airhead girl that's talking to him, she's she's meant to come <laughs> off as stupid, but she's so sweet and earnest. She just looks <laughs> at him and says, you're really complicated, aren't you? It's just wonderful. I try right. not to be, right? <laughs> Say it one more time. Say it again. Repeat what you just said. All right, number three, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. And the quote is, Mr. Fines himself, she was shaking like a shitting dog, which is, which is another quote that has come into my everyday, everyday language that I speak. It doesn't even have to make sense. Anytime it. it's cold outside. It. Yep. <laughs> All right. The his character, it might actually be... Ray Fine's character in Grand Budapest might be one of the best characters that Wes Anderson ever put on film, actually. It might not be my number one, but it might be one of the best characters, hands down. He crushed it in that role. He was so good. Yeah, any other actor would be kind of debasing themselves, but he elevated the role. Yes, exactly. Okay. Good call. Okay. All right, number two, and this one's for Britain, the Royal Tenenbaums. <gasps> the Royal Tenenbaums is smart it's funny it's heartfelt everybody's arc kind of makes sense and the quote i've chosen from it is a gene hackman quote this is my adopted daughter margot tenenbaum and the reason i chose that quote is it just speaks to what a fucking son of a bitch he is and royal tenenbaum reminds me of my own father my brothers and i loved him very much but he was absolutely a son of a bitch. And you just have to appreciate that kind of person for what they are, for they cannot change. Please stop belittling me. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, you are crushing this list, by the way. And I'm not just saying that because he's on the show. I really mean that. So keep it and going. Number one, number one, this is also for Britain. He'll agree with it. It's Rushmore. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Rushmore. When I was in high school, I think I took three different dates to go see Rushmore. It's just a hilarious, wonderful movie. It's sweet. It's funny. And the quote I've chosen, it's two, it's two different characters interacting. I like your nurse's uniform guy. He responds, these are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? <laughs> it's just a beautiful line. <laughs> When he delivers the line, Bill Murray chokes on his dinner, and it's just these these little subtle, these little subtle things that 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 take everything home. Hell yeah, man! Oh, that's outstanding. Nice job, Joe says here in the live chat. Russell is a player. Three different dates. While a movie was still playing at theaters, he got around. That's putting it mildly. Hell yeah, Joe knows takes a player to know a player uh don't hate the player hate the game i'm not a player i just crush a lot those are all phrases from right. things yeah right nice job that was oh man that was fun i love that i like your nurse's uniform guy there it is these are or scrubs oh are they Oh, man, I'm glad I could have that queued up for you. I didn't know that, too. I didn't know what his list would be. He kept it secret for me. So we are just on the same wavelength tonight here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Utah. Booyah. Give me two. Thanks for being here. We're having a good time. Now we're going to get back to the fantasy baseball talk now, of course, because that's what we're trying to do on the show. 
Uh, Russell, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about keepers. So I told the people, at least I advertised, that we would uh, give our opinions on some keeper conundrums. Uh, are you open to that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, we like to call this... Two Little Mice, which, of course, is from Catch Me If You Can, which, uh, obviously, Russell, you like that movie. Of course, obviously. Obviously, see? Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he turned that cream into butter (laughs) and crawled out. Going all the way. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. (laughs) So profound. So, so, I mean, that changed Frank's life. You could tell forever he was changed. So, we have a little playlist on the YouTube for the Plato Podcast. You can check out where it's called Two Little Mice, and we got some other player battle videos. So, if you want to check those out, please do so, because I know you guys have opinions, and we don't all agree on certain player breakdowns. So, Russell, let me throw out the first one to you. And, you know, I was thinking about this because, I mean, how many keeper leagues do you play in? Obviously, you play in the Auto Neo League. Do you have several keeper leagues? Or is it just Dynasty? Yeah, I- Let's see. I play in two straight keeper leagues where you just keep, you know, keep five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's uh, it's a handful of dynasty leagues. Okay. So I do both. Yeah, I, lo- I love keeper leagues. And sometimes I feel like it's all about dynasty in fantasy baseball with a lot of the analysis and the coverage. But keepers kind of get, I guess, just take it for granted or assume that they're part of dynasty. But... To me, that's why I want to talk keepers. I love my keeper league, my BYB home league. Shout out to those guys. It's a this year we're keeping six, Russell, and we have a rotation schedule. So next year we'll keep eight, and the year after that we'll keep ten, and then it'll go back down to eight, and the year after that it'll go back to six. So we rotate from six to eight to ten and go back down every year. It changes. What do you think that's of that? Cool. Is that crazy? Oh, it's no, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I love creative stuff like that. I agree with you 100%. So, all right, let's get to it. Let me uh, let me talk shop here. So I'm going to throw this at you, and you just tell me what you think. I would like to offer you the choice between keeping Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres or Alex Bregman. Debate. Let's see. Two little Machado. 29? About to be 30, Okay. Like, All right, so they're both the same age. That's why you yeah. picked them. They're both the same age in third base. Okay. It's true. Uh, I think I'd probably go Machado. Um, Bregman uh, has extremely excellent plate discipline. He's a very good hitter, um, but he has no speed. And I think some of his power is just kind of taking advantage of Minute Maid Park. And there's a pretty good chance he's not going to be there after the 2024 season. So I'd be a little fearful of wherever he signs his next contract that it's going to going to sap his power. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go Machado for 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 the more real power and the speed that Bregman doesn't have. And I'm a, I'm an Astros fan. I I adore Alex Bregman. 
Okay, great. So then you can be in a position to maybe answer this with a little bit more clarity. Do you think Bregman resigns and stays with Houston? Because they are alluding that they want to as of now. In fact, this week there was some talk about, yeah, we want to get that deal done with Bregman. We just haven't done it yet. I think there's a pretty good chance of it. You know, it's if he was 27, I'd say probably not. But, you know, Altuve just signed an extension. And I think these guys really love playing together. And I think they really have something special and they know it. So it wouldn't shock me if he signed an extension uh, here in the next month or two. Uh, But I'm not betting on it. Okay. I think for me, this is tough, but for some reason, I'm a little bit more trusting of Machado. And I was pissed at Manny Machado last year. I felt he really screwed me, especially my main event. He was my top two pick with Sandy Alcantara, sadly, at the turn, which obviously we know how that turned out. No Sandy this year, which I seem to bring up on every damn show. That's putting it mildly. But I think I trust Machado here as a keeper going into this season. I think the Padres are going to be much better than they were last year. I know it's the free agent year for Bregman, which could be hit or miss. Not everybody can have the Aaron Judge free agent year, right? So I think I'm going to go Machado, and I think it's tight. I really do. I I don't think even if you chose one over the other that there's a drastic difference other than probably power, I would say. Machado could. I wouldn't be surprised if Manny Machado could still crank out a 40-dong season. I, I think that's still possible. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And don't forget, uh, Mike Schilt, former St. Louis Cardinals manager, is the new man in town now. Wow, for San dude. Diego, San Diego, Wales vagina, replacing Sorry. Bob Melvin, who's uh, upstate now in San Francisco. So remember that. Uh, Mike Schilt, I can't remember if he ran a ton as a Cardinals manager. I'm going to look into that because if I can get 15 steals out of Manny Machado this year, that'd be a nice bonus. I would love to get that. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, they call his supporters the Shieldheads. <laughs> what? You fucking with me? Yeah, I'm fucking with you. It's a good you. joke either way. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. I know. Please stop belittling me. Just please. Stop I got no hang-ups about laughing at my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, motherfucker! All right, uh, next keeper conundrum here on Two Little Mice segment of the show. Two Little Mice all right. fell in a bucket of cream. Okay, that's all we need to know. We've already heard the whole thing before. All right, I'm coming at you one more time. Let's go to pitching, okay? Now I'm going to challenge you with... Now, I'm actually going to switch that out because we talked about Hunter Green a little bit earlier. We both don't love Hunter Green, right? So I'm going to replace Hunter Green. i got Mackenzie Gore or Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, let's see. I'm going to have to pull up some player pages now because I don't really, <laughs> um, I don't really, I don't really much care for either of them. Oh, um, well, by the way, Russell's doing this cold. I'm throwing these on him live in the moment on this show. So just be aware of that, folks. Let's Impressive. see. Here's Eduardo. For those of you watching on the YouTube version, if you want to take a look. Last year, remember, he was with my Bozo Tigers. Now he's in the fucking desert. Go Tigers! Didn't want to be in the L.A. Basin last year, though. Denied the trade at the trade deadline to the Dodgers. And now he's in the NOS, except he's playing for the D-backs. Do you think that was his plan all along, Russell, that he was, you know what, I'm not going to, I don't want to play for the Dodgers now because I'm going to go to the D-backs after the season. I, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. 
Okay, good. Um, I think I'm going to go with Mackenzie Gore on this one, just because he's a he's a little bit younger. He's a, a less of a known quantity, and he could still be growing as a pitcher. And he could. I think there's still a chance for him to develop into something more than he is right now. And I think Eduardo is is what he's going to be already, which is a a mediocre starting pitcher who just had a, a really good season, uh, who's probably going to turn back into a mediocre pitcher again. <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. Genius, genius, genius. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. That's what we're doing here. Live on the Plaza Podcast 2 Tuesday. You talk. With Russell Withers. Follow yeah, Russell too. on Twitter. Arm tr- Twitter? Twitter? Uh, Armchair Roto, which, of course, is also. <laughs> Twitter X. Armchair Roto, also his website, armchairroto.com. I'm an MJ Govier. Follow everybody in the Palazzo family as well by looking at the description. I'm going to take Mackenzie Gore. I love Mackenzie Gore. I can't quit him. I love his strikeout potential. Yes, the walks can be a problem. Last year, you know, he had 9.8, 10% walk rate, 26% K rate. The whip was 1.4. He has moments, so the whip looks worse. If he can make more adjustments and strides and improve his command a little bit this year, it gives me more hope. I guess that the ceiling will be worth it. Eduardo Rodriguez, I think we've seen the best that he has to offer. Although, you know, pitching at Comerica, now he's pitching in the desert in Arizona. It's not really a game changer for him ballpark-wise. I I still think, even though Mackenzie Gore pitches in the NL East, where you got the Braves and the Phillies, you got a lot of offensive firepower over there. I still still rather take on the NL East than I would the NL West, I suppose, where you could end up pitching at Coors. Coors. Every once in a while, right? That's true. So, yeah. Gore. That's a deeper one. I mean, that I don't know how many people are going to have that conundrum, but I do want to try to – I want to cover more ground with that. Uh, let me give you one more here. We'll move on from the keeper conundrums here. Two little mice. Thank you. And usually keepers are higher – you know, I think a lot of people play in 15 keeper leagues. That's deeper. But a lot of people seem to play in like three, five, seven, maybe. You know, it's a – so we're talking top 100 – Top 120 players max, right? Give or take. So, would you rather have, Russell, Josh Lowe, outfielder Josh Lowe of the Tampa Rays, or would you rather have, well, no, yeah, Brian Reynolds. Yeah, would you rather have Brian Reynolds or Josh Lowe? Let's see here. If you can hear my... uh... My washing machine filling up right now. That's not. I wish I could. Bathroom. Yeah, I can't hear it. I wish I could. I would love to hear that. I know uh, my friend Luke. We do the Easy Safe podcast together. He's always got his washing machine cranked and the dryer's right next to him, so I never miss a beat when he's doing laundry. It's great. Uh, I'm gonna go with Josh. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Josh Slow for three reasons. Uh, One, he's a little bit younger. Two, he plays for a better team. And three, he's got that power-speed combo. You know, he's he's basically, you know, uh, uh, got a little less power than Reynolds, just just a tick below, but he's going to steal 20-plus bases, and that goes a long way. Um, so he's, he's still growing as a player, too. So I think I go Josh Lowe there, and it's not really all that close for me keeper-wise. Is there any variation depending on format? Like if it was Roto versus points leagues or head-to-head cats, um, average versus OBP even? Uh, let's see. 
Not really. I don't think so. I think I'm I'm doing that in all formats. Okay. If I speed is more common now because of the rule changes made it easier for some of the guys who are good at it to do so. And even Freddie Freeman, you know, obviously we saw last year Freddie Freeman was able to steal more bases, which boosted his value. But Josh Lowe is a guy who you're right. He could really blow out the top end of the steals. And he's also reduced his K rate a bit. Last year, he got it down to 25%, which, you know, that was nice to see, right? I mean, we, we've seen him in the 30s and have a really tough year in 2022. So that was a big improvement for me. And we saw better contact. We saw more power. Uh, everything just got better last year, especially compared to 2022 for Josh Lowe, which was a nightmare, of course. That's putting him mildly. Eh? Uh, Brian Reynolds, I had him last year, and I let him go in a 30-team dynasty league with the salary cap and everything. And I was like... That, you would think you'd want to hang on to a Reynolds, but I didn't want to pay the price on him. I I was kind of disappointed last year. And I actually like the Pirates this year, Russell. I do. As a team, they got a lot of talents that I'm into, but I'd rather take low over Reynolds all day, and I think I'm pretty clear on that. I am. Yep. We're in agreement. Three out of three. The critics agree. We know this shit, and... Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong. Do you guys know that? <laughs> All right, there it is. Two little mice. The critics agree. It's a win-win. Take Josh Lowe over Brian Reynolds. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Thank you, the critic. All right. Uh, where do you want to go to next, Russell? I'll let you take control of the board. Where are we going? Uh, let's do the deep sleepers. Okay, deep sleepers. So... I'd like to take this opportunity to give Russell the floor. Let's talk Deep Sleepers 2024. Give me a name. Give me something. Give me something good here, Russell. Tell me something good. Sure. I picked out two. And uh, as I'm wrapping up the Palazzo Invitational, that'll be my 15th and final draft and hold of the of the draft season. Mm. So wow. so I I reached in oh. I reached deep into the bag for some for some very deep sleepers here these are some some final round picks so you know you're not going to want these guys in most leagues but but for your draft and holds and your deeper leagues um i've been scooping these guys up um i think you may have i think you may have mentioned this guy last week but i like trey cabbage yeah so trey cabbage um it's kind of a quad a guy in anaheim and the Angels let him go because they're stupid. Um, <laughs> and so the Astros That's putting came him in. Mildly. <laughs> the Astros came in and scooped him up. Uh, he was a big power speed guy in AAA. He went 30-30 last year. Um, you know, when I was uh, – I, I went on the bench with Bubba show a few weeks ago, and I talked about how <laughs> – Shout out to Bubba for sure. I did the Astros. Pre- I did the Astros preview, and I talked about how the Astros should be looking for a lefty bat in the outfield. And a week later, they made the trade for Cabbage. So I, I have to think they view this as filling a role. So the way I see it, um, unless he falls flat on his face in the spring, I think he has a pretty good chance of being in a strong side platoon with Jake Myers. Mm. So uh, so when he's in. So when he's in, he'd play left, and Chaz McCormick would shift over to center. And then when he's out, Myers would be in center, and McCormick would be would be in left. 
So, you know, you're looking at, if, if everything goes to plan, you're looking at 400 to 450 PAs of a, of a good power speed combo. I mean, he strikes out a ton. So the floor is, you know, back in the minors and doing nothing. Um, <laughs> but, but, but the ceiling is a very cheap, uh, almost free power speed combo in the lineup of one of the best teams in baseball. So I just have this feeling that Houston really wants to give him the role. So just keep an eye on him in, in spring training. I mean, they're putting him in the lineup. I didn't look today, but he's been in the lineup most most of the days they've been playing. So they're taking a good long look at him. And I think he's he's being given the opportunity to win that role. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been anti-projections all of my fantasy baseball life. I don't rely on them. I'm aware of them, but I don't rely on them. And if you want to know, just for the record, here on the... Oh, God, here come the ads. I need to get uh, non-advertised fan graphs, obviously. Uh, but the projections are like, they're not expecting him to do shit here. <laughs> I mean, one home run, two home runs, two home runs, the bat, the bat X, ATC two. I mean, so there's... Not a lot of faith in the projection community for Trey Cabbage to do damage, but I love what you're saying. I was big on Trey Cabbage last year. I, I I was dying for him to explode. And I will say his hard hit rate wasn't great in the small sample of only, what was it, 70 plate appearances last year? It was a minimal opportunity for him. It was at 32%. That wasn't ideal. Uh, but I still think Houston is smarter than L.A., and that alone the L.A. Angels, obviously, not the Dodgers. Uh, wow, me, dude. This also comes at a price for you because last year you loved Corey Jolks. That was like one of your guys, right? Yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot. And for about three weeks, he delivered on that. And <laughs> for, well, you know, in a 50-round in a draft and hold, to take someone in the 46th, 47th round, who is in your lineup for three weeks. And I mean, he stole like 14 bases or something. I mean, he had a really nice run. And then, and that is what you're looking for with those late picks. Someone who is going to be worth plugging into your lineup for some short period of time. 
Damn Skippy. Absolutely. Lock that shit in. Yeah, I, I just remember you love jokes. And I mean, they got a, a lot of people there who can be in the mix. And Myers and Jokes and all these guys are going to be pissed because Trey Cabbage is there and he's not going to go anywhere. I, I, am sli- I am slightly concerned, though. When I brought up the hard hit rate, it does freak me out a little bit. But I'm willing to wait this out because he can be patient and get on base. And that could help him through some difficulties in the valleys as opposed, you know, opposed to the peaks that may come along for him, which I hope is vast and many but if you can get modest production out of trade cabbage for stretches of the season uh i'll take that i'll take that if he's like a guy that you know people are streaming four to six weeks out of the year that's something this year but i still think there's more there and i, I like that you're bringing him up because i love trade cabbage and there's even a video here on the political podcast youtube where i said draft this dude that's what it's called draft this dude and trade cabbage is on the cover i'm with you i love it who's next all right, so I did a picture too. Um, also, Ooh. also, well, I said I was going to say also the Angels. Cabbage isn't an angel anymore, of course. Uh, the other one is it's a pitcher by the name of Davis Daniel. Uh, his ADP Ooh. right now is seven seventy four, so he is not even being drafted in in a handful of leagues. Uh, in most leagues, he's wow. not a very highly touted prospect at all, and his minor league career is a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but he did have a nice small sample of about 25 innings last year. And he got called up to the bigs in September. And uh, he made three long relief appearances and held his own. He had a 2.19 ERA. Uh, that's a really small sample, of course. And he walked too many batters. But um, that put him on my radar. So so just to pull back the curtain a little bit on, on my process, when the season ends, uh, usually the first couple of weeks of October – the first thing I do for my prep for the next season is I put together the list of players that are going to be in my player pool. So I spend a lot of time looking at who was a late call up, uh, who's on the 40 man, who got a little taste of the big leagues. So, uh, so that put Davis on my radar and then uh, the angel sent him to the AFL and in the Arizona fall league, he set the league on fire. He pitched 19 innings, struck out 25, had a one eight nine had a one eight nine ERA and a point seven eight nine WHIP, so he really performed really really well against the best prospects, and the Angels rotation is going to have a lot of opportunity in it next year. So I have to think he gets another shot at logging some big league innings, and if he can be, um, you know, moderately successful, he can stick and and maybe get you. 75 to 110 innings and like i said in in round 49 round 50 of a draft and hold that's a useful player hell yeah dude that's a great call if you're on the youtube right now you can see him pitching this is a few highlights for him it's only about a minute long but this is davis daniel on the bump throwing some gas and the oh that, that twin went chasing that one but hey that's what you like right go up high drop mound low out of the zone I like this. This is a guy I have to tell you I had no awareness of at all, dude. So kudos to you. I'm not going to lie when I don't know somebody or I don't know something. And I did not know a damn thing about this guy, Davis Daniel, until you brought it to the table. And this is exactly why I had you on the show for shit like this. Thank you. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pitched once or twice in the spring. So they're they're getting a look at him. Okay. Good stuff, my man. We're here live. Lots of podcasts. Utah. Yeah, those Give me two. Follow Russell on Twitter. Arm, uh, Twitter X. Armchair Roto. I'm at MJ Govier. All right. Uh, is that it for the deep sleepers? We move to another topic. 
Yeah, that's all I got on deep sleepers. That's fine with me. That's great stuff, I'm, dude. I'm I love keeping, it. I'm keeping all the rest. Oh, secrets. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, secrets. How about... Keep your secrets. Let's talk. This will be brief, okay? Uh, this year's Ryan Noda. Now, some of you may be watching the show and saying, who the hell's Ryan Noda? And that's fair, because Ryan Noda last year was a Rule 5 draft pick for the A's taken away from the Dodger system. And those that don't know, if you're newer to fantasy baseball, Rule 5 is a draft process where you can take a player from another team who's been exposed, right? They will protect certain players on the roster. Other players are exposed for the Rule 5 draft, and therefore another team could take them. But the caveat is the key ingredient with the Rule 5 draft, which happens in December, is that you have to keep that player on your major league roster. He cannot be a minor leaguer. Now, you do have a minor league component of the Rule 5, but we're just focusing on the major league part, right? So Ryan Noda was on Oakland all last year. He played all season long. He was He's a guy I really like, Russell. I loved Ryan Noda, especially in OBP leagues. I mean, obviously in Roto, he couldn't hit for shit. His average was trash. And that's putting that's it mildly. That's the way it was. But for OBP, rookie year, Ryan Noda, 364 OBP. That's pretty good for a rookie. That's excellent. So for those that play in walks leagues, OBP leagues, OPS, this is a guy that you would have taken notice of. He only had 15 dongs. I was hoping to get a little bit more, but he does play his home games in Oakland, which is hell on earth for power a lot of the times. Huge foul territory, of course. So this year, I just want to take a quick look at the Rule 5 draft, see if there was anything worthy of analyzing. And uh, I'm I'm not really sure there is. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know. Did you have a chance to even look at this stuff? Because I I can handle this. I just want to check in with you. I did. I got a few things to say about the Rule 5 draft. Okay. Um, yeah, so longtime readers of armchairroto.com will be familiar with an obsession I had for a few years over a player by the name of Kai Tom. He was oh! a he was a he was a power speed prospect in Cleveland of no particular note. And uh, I kind of got obsessed with his decidedly average power-speed combo. And he, he, he had a nice season in 2019 between AA and AAA, so I was kind of ready to jump on board in 2020. And then COVID happened, and he never made it to the bigs in 2020, and all of his minor league work was hidden that year. And then 2021 rolls around, and he's Rule 5 eligible. So, so in 2021, he's drafted to the Rule Five by the Oakland Athletics, and so I say to myself, I say to myself, this is it. The A's took him; they're going to play him. They got no chance because they got nobody else. And this is this is going to be the the beginning of the Kai Tom experience. And so this uh, this culminated with uh, an extra lengthy blog post on my website on February seventh, 2021. <laughs> and uh, I've I've got a I've got a quote here from the end of it that says, you know, you know, as an aside, this sounds a lot like what I just said with the deep sleepers a second ago. If you want a good dart throw that nobody else is taking in the final rounds of a draft champions, you can do a lot worse than Kai Tom. So don't be that guy. Yeah. So the long story <laughs> short is Kai Tom ended up not being a particularly good play- baseball player. He washed out in Oakland. And then he washed out in Pittsburgh, and then he washed out in San Francisco after that. So you may be asking yourself, Russell, what's the point? Well, 
sometimes you're not smarter than every other fantasy baseball player who's not drafting a guy. And sometimes you're not smarter than every team that's not the Oakland Athletics. More often, <laughs> more, more often than not, the Rule 5 is a swap meet of spare parts. It's more of a garage, <laughs> it's more of a garage sale than an estate sale. So the, the we couldn't do diddly poo offensively. That's right. So, so the rule five this year. Now that I've now that I've set this up by telling everyone the rule five is basically worthless. <laughs> who's, who's next year's Ryan Noda? Well, let me tell you a little bit about of a guy, a little bit about a guy named Davision de los Santos, taken in the rule five by the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, he popped 20 home runs at age 20 for Arizona's AA club last season. Uh, Jeff Zimmerman's February 21st Mining the News article found a blurb about De Los Santos and how he made a swing change midseason last year that Cleveland hopes can stick. So you can be like me, draft <laughs> Davision De Los Santos, and find out what the Cleveland Guardians are going to find out. Can his swing change stick? And can uh, can he provide some some value to your fantasy team? Draft him at your own peril. Round one, fight. Well, the guy Tom, you told that story so well, man. I get it. I've been there. It makes a lot of sense. So on the screen here, I did highlight Devizing. Davison? Davison. But there's no IO, so it's Davison. Oh, Dave- I've been saying yeah. it wrong the whole time. Yeah, I That's know. We're, we're dicks. Yeah, sorry what about that. Uh, Davison De Los Santos. Yes, he's now available for you to draft if you so choose. Other guys taking the Rule 5 around the screen in the Major League phase. Uh, Matt Sauer was picked up by the Royals. A couple of Yankees were picked, by the way, here, if that matters to you, including Carson Coleman by the Rangers, who's a right hander. Most of these were pitchers. Uh, De Los Santos and Nassim Nunez, who the Nats scooped up, is a shortstop. That's pretty much it. Everybody else is a pitcher. Mitch spent Shane Drohan, picked up by the White Sox. Now, these guys have to stay on the Major League roster. If they don't, they'll be returned to their previous teams, I think, at fifty grand, something like that. So it's a discount because it's $100,000 I have grand never even seen these names. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who is it that? Anyways, there you go. So I don't. I looked at these guys. I didn't get excited about any of them. I'm glad that you brought up De Los Santos. That's somebody. So I hope he pops. I hope he does something. But you're right. Rule five, not always somebody going to pop. But Ryan Noda was a good selection, and I like him. He's still young. He hit 54 homers over two seasons in the minor leagues for the Dodgers. Yes, it's AAA. Yes, it's Oklahoma City. There's, you know, balls flying out of ballparks. We get all that in the PCL. But I still like Noda because... It's like Spencer Steer last year. Both those guys. I love Noda and I love Spencer Steer last year. Again, I'm an OBP sometimes centric guy. I admit that. But if you can come up in the bigs like Steer and Noda did last year and get on base at a 350 plus clip, that's impressive, man. I don't care where you're yeah, playing. For sure. Right? So, so there you go. I wanted to bring maybe that up. Maybe Las Vegas. Ooh. Yeah, maybe uh, nothing cool happened ever for Oakland. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that is putting it mildly. All right, so we're moving along here. We're talking fantasy baseball. I'm loving Russell Withers with me. Let's move on to the next category. How about we go into some insane fantasy takes, my friend? Now, that's, I know that's something I can interest you in. Am I correct? 
I'm interested. Yes. In fact, I know that Russell put some work in on this because he kept them secret. He wouldn't even put them on the rundown. That's what I know. We got something good. And I love the surprise, too, because I, you never can get it back, right? It's like uh, Jerry Stiller says in Seinfeld. I like to go in fresh. It's got to be fresh. And these are fresh, insane fantasy takes for Fantasy Baseball 2024. Insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that play? This is my favorite song for the show. Insane fantasy takes. Why are you taking that play? Actually, insane fantasy takes. Oh, here we go. My favorite part. Why are you taking that play? You must be insane. I've got a new song that's going to debut tomorrow on March 1st. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a doozy. I'm very excited about it. So Sometimes sometimes when I'm putting my son to bed, I sing Cypress Hill to him. I sing sing that song that goes, boom, bitty, bye, bye. Do you remember that one? I do. Yeah, man. I used to, I mean, I love Cypress Hill. Put my glock to your dome when you start to cry. <laughs> I don't say that part of them. I, I don't really smoke weed. I never smoked a ton of weed, but I like Cypress Hill. It turns out you can like Cypress Hill, enjoy the music, and not be a major stoner. That's allowed. So you guys who were maybe like, oh, I can't listen to Cypress Hill because I don't smoke weed. It doesn't have to be, you know, all-inclusive. All right, so. Cypress Hill was badass. Yeah, they're a great classic hall of fame legendary hip-hop group and they always will be so insane fantasy takes insane fantasy takes take it away give me one russ let's go all right hey so this is a this is a new mic so when i do this can you hear the echo does the echo work i'm not hearing the echo oh i do hear it yeah there it is okay all right all right my first insane fantasy take Tyler Wells emerges into acedom. So. Insane fantasy takes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let me explain. That was out of great, by the way. You crushed okay. that. Nice job. <laughs> All right. So uh, Tyler Wells, I mean, he had a mini breakout last year. He had a 318 ERA and 103 strikeouts in 104 innings in the first half. And then he totally fell apart in July and was sent down. And he was came back up and pitched five uh, shutout innings in four relief appearances. Mm-hmm. He's got a starter's arsenal, so he's got a four seam slider, cutter, changeup, curveball, and they all grade out average to above average. Um, so I kind of liked him before the before draft season started. But then when Bradish and Means went down a few weeks ago, I started scooping up shares of Tyler Wells everywhere because he's almost certainly going to be in the rotation. And right now his ADP is still kind of hovering around 300. And uh, I am smashing that every opportunity I have. I I took him in TARF. I took him in the Palazzo Invitational. I took him in both of my auto new leagues. So I am, I am buying up my Tyler Wells shares. I tell you, I don't. I'm not trying to agree with everything you're saying, but I love that. Last year, I wrote a dedication, a tribute in a show we did called MLB Love Letters to Tyler I, Wells. I, I remember. I uh, I poured out a bottle of liquor and shed a tear <laughs> as I as I listened to it. <laughs> Insane fantasy takes. That's the way it's supposed to be done. That makes me feel good. Thank you, Russell, for doing that. So yeah, Tyler Wells, man. This I actually got I screwed up. I was trying to bid on him in that 30 team dynasty league I'm in with a fellow friend of the show, Robbie Baseball. Also part of the show. 
fellow host, Robbie, formerly of the Dingers Pod. And uh, I got a bid, and I, I missed the bid deadline, and I lost out. And he was going for like $11.5 million, which is cheap. Like, it's in real terms. So, for example, somebody paid $47 million a year for Vlad Guerrero, okay? So $11.5 million for Tyler Wells would have been a great deal. I would have loved that. And I, I could... He was a first-half All-Star last year, legitimately, and he, you're right, he fell off. And now with Bradish being uncertain, and with the fact he's also a tall guy, he's a big dude. I don't think that comes across as much. He's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, he's a tall guy. He's imposing on the mound. He's not dominant in that respect, but I still think the way he can keep your ratios nice and tight, especially in that park with the fence changes that they made at Camden Yards in Baltimore, I love it, man. This is a great call, and I don't think it's insane at all. It actually just makes a lot of sense to me. All right, I'll try and make it more insane moving forward. <laughs> no. Make it more insane! Actually, this is the MLB Love Letters music I played, by the way. Oh. No, that's not it. I'm sorry. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Tyler Wells is coming over. We're about to have a good-ass time. <laughs> this is so stupid. All right, all right, all right. All right, give me another one. Hit me. Hit me again. I'm loving it, dude. Hit me. Okay. Carlos Correa will have a career year. Ooh! Insane fantasy takes. Why you taking that Wow, dude. Yeah. Wow, dude. I'm so, in on this. Correa's got a bad reputation for injury. Much of that's well-deserved, but... He's averaged 600 PAs over the last three seasons. And last year was garbage, but his contact and hard hit, barrels, exit velocity, those were all in line with his career numbers. And a career year won't take as much as you actually think it would. Um, he's never actually been as good as as, as he was supposed to be. Um, we're, we're writing off the stolen bases, but but here's what yeah. would do here's what would do a career year on the counting stats. 105 runs, 27 home runs, 97 RBI. And I am going to predict that he stays healthy almost all of the season and breaks all of those. Woo! Wow, dude. I love it. I, it's so funny you're bringing this up because, again, this was kind of a revelation over the weekend. when We did Potapalooza, Justin Mason's fundraiser he does every year. Shout out to Justin, Danielle, and everybody over there. And Carlos Correa kind of came up. I think Ben, fellow Palazzo host, because we were doing a Palazzo podcast episode for the Potapalooza, and he brought him up, and I started looking. I'm like, okay, yeah, last year was shit, just like you said, Russell. But yeah, the last two years prior to that, he had WRC pluses at 140, 134, I think, off the top of my head, and... This is a guy who's still not even 30 years old yet. He seems like he's been around forever. And I, I said on the show, Russell, that I guess maybe I thought he would. I was thinking he might become an A-Rod type guy when he was a rookie, a youngster. You know, he had kind of a similar body and he was a shortstop, six foot four, and he could hit for power. But that's not fair. Like He's still a really solid asset and he's been a consistent guy, as you said, for many, many years. And he's still got a lot of life left in him. So I think... I think this is, I can't disagree with it. I don't really have a good argument to say, it. nah, that's bullshit, it won't happen. I don't. I really don't. Well, there we go. 
There you go. Say no more. Insane fantasy takes. Uh, JB says in the live chat, don't say that now. Korea shares will skyrocket. LOL. I got plans to see the Twins again versus the Blue Jays. That's right. He lives, JB right. lives in the Dakotas. So the Minnesotas is basically the official team of the Dakotas, both north and south. In case you didn't know that, Russell. Sounds good. All right. Uh, you got any more? Is that it? I got two more. Oh, all right. All right. Nelson Velasquez hits 45 home runs. Insane fantasy takes. Are you trying? Are you doing this list like on purpose for me? I mean, uh, I don't have I don't I'm, have much analysis there. He he hits the ball hard. You just you just extrapolate that 179 plate appearance sample from last season, and voila. <laughs> this is you're another... not supposed to do that. That's why it's insane. It is, but this is one of this is one of my guys, man. Nelson Velasquez is one of Govier's guys. He really is. He has been. So you're just you're hitting me where I'm not going to refute because I'm already down. And we did not rehearse this. I told you guys. Russell kept this list private. I had no idea. Okay, All I right. love it. I All love right, we it. Got, dude. We got one more. We'll see if we can get a disagreement on this one. Okay, we'll try. All right, I got kind of. It's kind of long, so I'm going to do the echo the whole time here. You got to have the echo, or else the show sucks. Right. Come on. Brandon Fat emerges as a true ace, but in the process, he gives in to the superstition that he needs to eat an assortment of donuts every time he pitches, thereby making him actually F-A-T fat in addition to his name fat. So he'll be fat Brandon Fat. Insane fantasy takes. <laughs> Why you taking that Oh, man, that was gold, dude. I, I don't even care if I disagree with you. That was worth it. That's fantastic. Such eloquence. All class, Russell. But I I do feel like the playoffs put him on a, another level real fast all of a sudden. And kind of before that, it was like, this guy's maybe a fourth starter. Like That would, that would surprise me. This one would really surprise me if this came true. I, I want it to come true for the donut part of the whole idea. Well, everybody loves but, donuts. Best donut. What's the best donut? Crullers? You know, there's a place down here next to where I live called Round Rock Donuts, and it's the best donut. Mm. Round Rock, uh, the AAA, right? You're right there. Yeah, yeah. Round okay, Rock Express. Nice. The Round same, Rock Express. One and one the same. Hell yeah. Uh, best donut for me is probably, uh, maybe it's cheating though, but I do love the uh, coffee roll. Uh, that's a donut, and I love a coffee roll. So Okay. All Always right. will. Okay, Brandon Fott, man. Okay, well, I hope that comes true. I don't. I mean, prior to the playoffs, do you remember where you were with Fott in terms of how you were viewing him? I mean, because he already he had all of the hype coming into the season. He was a big fantasy darling, and then when he debuted in May last year, he was not good. He got sent back down. He came back up. So where were you prior to his playoff run? I mean, before the playoff, well. You know, towards the end of the season, he was kind of turning things around. I mean, he didn't look like an ace, but he had put together some some quality innings. Yep. Um, late last season in, in my deepest dynasty league, um, I was way out of the race, and I decided to uh, trade away and, and start planning for next year. So I traded away J.D. Martinez for Brandon Fott on a minor league contract. And uh, that – I am, you know – that's looking pretty good right now, so fingers crossed. 
Um, so I guess to answer your question where I was kind of towards the end of last season, I was just hopeful. I mean, a lot, a lot of very promising prospects come up and they get beat around and you just have to see how they're going to adjust and come back and make the right, make the right changes and figure out how to, how to make it in the bigs. And some are able to do it and some are not. You're right. You're goddamn right. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Yeah. I know that me and Ben, we talked a lot about on the Prospects Power Hour last season about Fott leading up to the season, what we thought he could be. And I know Ben was cautious that he could be a mid-rotation guy. Didn't think he was... We knew he wasn't dominant when it came to missing bats, but his control and his command were supposed to be one of the best parts of his game. And we saw the best of that at the end of the season and in the playoffs. So... This is a guy who can keep those ratios super tight like a Tyler Wells was doing. I would love that. I'm fine with that. And if he can have a K-9 just around 9, I'll take it. I think that's a guy over 150, 175 innings that you want on your squad without a doubt. But I would love your fantasy insanity take to become a reality, of course. Not too many donuts, though. We don't want him turning into Alec Manoa. (laughs) Insane fantasy takes. Uh, we got one from the live chat. Here's an insane fantasy take. Get ready. Here we go. Jamie, no echo on it, sorry. Jamie says, Corbin Carroll gets 90 steals. There's an insane take. Insane yeah, fantasy takes. Why are you taking that player? I know a lot of people in the biz, Russell, are kind of down on Carroll this year in terms of taking him as a top five guy because they're worried about the power. That's mostly what I'm getting. And the shoulder. A little bit too. Uh, real quick, Carol, guy that you would take over Bobby Witt? I'm probably taking Witt first, but I mean, I'm not going to make a strong case for that. I think, I think both of them are just fine. Okay. All right. Ooh, we're having a good time here, Palazzo. We're about to wrap this puppy up here. Um, so I, I wanted to do some uh, shine to ride the pine. Are you up for that? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's been a while. Then we'll get out of here, wrap this puppy up. We haven't done... Shine to Ride the Pine goes back a long, long time. I mean, that was... Me and Deary did that when we first started the show. It was just simple. We offer up a projection, and you decide whether you are going to shine it or if that projection is riding the pine. So we're going to offer those up. Uh, Do you have a preference on the projection system you would like us to use today, or is it whoever, whatever? My preference, Mike. (laughs) <laughs> no preference. Do you love projections, by the way? Are you, do you use that in your analysis a lot? Yeah, I'm a heavy projections guy. Hmm. Okay. I Yeah, I use them pretty heavily. Okay. All right. See, well, I, can say the, I can say the same thing differently again. I'm a heavy user of projections. <laughs> He's a heavy user, folks. There it is. Uh, ooh. Wow, there's a lot. Projections are complicated. It sometimes blows my mind. Let's go with projections for from 2024. This is, well, let me play a song first. I haven't played this in forever, so I don't even know what this is going to be. Stand by. Oh, the Palazzo Podcast presents Shine or Ride the Pine. Each week, we'll choose a random projection system. For example, Zips. And we'll find out if the Zips statistical offering is a shine or ride the pine for that specific player. We're going to determine the fates of MLB's finest and not-so-finest. All right here on the latest edition of Shine 
Ride or Ride the Pine. Just can't imagine Liam Neeson jamming to this. Okay. Alright. So uh, I'm on Razzball.com and I'm apparently, even though I'm on Razzball.com, this confuses me because it says 2024 fantasy baseball projections for hitters, Razzball slash steamer projections. So is it both? Is it not? Yeah, so I mean so what they what they do is they have a partnership with Steamer and Rudy Gamble adjusts the playing time. Oh so it's okay. so it's Rudy Gamble's playing time projection with with Steamer's rates. Okay. Oh, eight case just jumped in here. Insane take. Sorry I'm late. Four 40-40 players this year. Acuna, Wit, Julio, Tatis. Okay, that's, I mean, you're definitely following the letter of the law there with an insane fantasy take. Nice job, Cates. I appreciate the effort. All right, thanks for the clarification there, Russell. So let's kick it right off here. I'm going to give you Marcus Semien, okay? Right now, Marcus Semien, according to Razzball and Steamer's modified projections here, which you guys can check out at razzball.com slash steamer dash hitter dash projections. Marcus Simeon, over, under, shine, or ride the pine on 25.5 dongs. Yeah, I'll shine that. Um, He's got, you know, he's got decent power, but but Simeon's value really comes from, from being an Ironman and compiling and never sitting. I mean, he's mm-hmm. played... I mean, geez, look at the last five years, 159 games, 162 games, 162 games, 161 games. I mean, guys like Simeon and Freddie Freeman, who are just total Ironmen, who are always in the lineup, I just trust that they're going to keep doing that until until they don't. So so I'll shine that. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to ride the pine on it. I think it's real close, though. I think he hits 23 dongs, too shy of that, which is still fine. If 23 dongs, 100-plus runs, 100-plus RBIs. You know, 20 steals or more. That's a, it's still a good season. But I just feel like he had a great season last year, so that's really all I'm going on. I'm not going to give you any other evidence to suggest why that will or will not happen. Okay? Good. Second out at nine. All right. Next up. Oh, by the way, I love how Razzball has this. So you can scroll on the screen, and it still shows you the stats at the top of the page, which I hate when you scroll, and then you can't see that anymore. You have to go back up mm-hmm. to see where the home run slot is and all that. So... Good job, Razzball. Nice work. I like Razzball. By the way, Razzlam starts next week. Are you in the Razzlam? I forgot to sign up. Oh, shit. Okay, oh, well. And it's it's even more embarrassing because I'm, I'm in TARF with Rudy Gamble. <laughs> TARF. Glarf, part of the Earth. If you guys don't know what that is, check it out. Earth Fantasy Baseball. All right, so how about C.J. Abrams? Oh, boy, C.J. Abrams. According to the projections here from Razzball, modified steamer.com CJ Abrams will have wow 37 steals shine around the pine at 37 steals for CJ Abrams yeah I'll sign that too um I mean he stole 47 last year and he's young he's still got a lot to prove he's got his whole career ahead of him um, we still we still have these in, insane rules that are that are letting the the speedsters run wild. I <laughs> see you know barring injury, I see no reason why he would take his foot off the gas. 
Okay, so 37 steals, you're shining it. I'm going to shine it as well. The Nats have nothing to lose. It's a free-for-all. He's still 47 last year. I, I still am very weary. Wait, shit. Is it weary or weary? Shit. No idea. Nobody else does either. <laughs> That's not true. My one friend Steve is going to hear this, and he's immediately saying right now, Govia, you're an idiot. But uh, I'm concerned about... Abrams is a player overall, and I don't want to take him where his ADP is right now. It's just too high for me. I'm not down with it. But I uh, I will shine the steals because the Nats could just let him run wild. And even if he sucks, he could probably steal 40 bases in the current climate, right? Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Okay. All right, next up, let's go down to... This is a good one. Ezekiel Tovar, who plays at Coors, right? Coors. My Rockies. In fact, he's my starting shortstop in Glarf this year, as of now. I might regret that later, but I'm kind of into it. So Ezekiel Tovar for 2024. Could Ezekiel Tovar hit for an average that is more or less than... Oh, okay. I'm losing the spot. There it is. You get a shot around the pot on Ezekiel Tovar at 265 average. See, I'm going to ride the pine on that. Mm. Uh, let's see. I mean, he hit 253 last year, and his XB, his expected batting average was even lower. It was 247. He's a, you know, it's like a high strikeout guy, 27%. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could. S- I mean, I would I would expect growth from him, but I think I'm still, I think I'm still riding the pine on the improved batting average that much. <sighs> okay, yeah, <sighs> I think if he hits 260, I'll take it. So I'm gonna go ride the pine on this, even though I like Tovar this year. I do. I I, I like. I think there's gonna be some more growth there. And uh, shout out to Sean Child. <laughs> Zach recently, which you can also hear Russell on the Draft Champions podcast with Zach Waxman. And he was talking about uh, average hit contact and something I wasn't really aware of and uh, got me interested. Average hit rate. Sorry, average hit rate. So check that out. I'm down. How about this guy, Josh Naylor of Cleveland Guardians of the worst logo in all of Major League Baseball. It's lame as hell. Josh Naylor's at 23 and a half dongs. Shine around the pine on 23 and a half dongs for Josh Naylor. Yeah, well, I'm thinking I'm going to comment on what you just said. You know, I sort of feel like all the Native American college teams and professional teams, like I don't really have any hangups about them changing their name. But I just sort of no. feel like they, I feel sort of feel like they all should have agreed to do it at once. Because it's like <laughs> cause, you know, because Cleveland's like, oh, well, we'll go first, and then they pick a crappy name like the Guardians. And the you know the Braves are over here and they're still cool you know. Anyway, it seems a little That's unfair. Putting it mildly. Seems a little unfair for Cleveland have to go to have to go first. Okay, so anyway, uh, twenty three homers. That's basically a push, but I am gonna go and shine that Ooh. against 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 my better judgment. Um, I think uh, Naylor has a full healthy season and can make it to 600 PAs and just by sheer sheer force of volume alone he'll hit 24 or 25 he's not a huge power guy but I just think he'll be able to do it 
I, I think 25 home run season is rock solid for Naylor this year, and that would be shining it. So I'm shining 23 and a half for Josh Naylor. Dongs. Uh, Kate says, I take the over at home, under on the road. Huh, interesting. Splits are uh, suspect. That's something I'll have to look in further. I oh, do love I Josh Naylor. For, I think that's for Tovar. I totally agree with oh, that on Tovar. Yeah, that would make more sense. You're right. Thank you, Russell. Don't give up on me, Dad. Thank you for teaching me. All right, how about Christopher Morell of the Cubbies? Are you willing to shine or ride the pine? An OBP for Christopher Morell of that three. Beauty? You nailed it, dude! Nice. That is such a hard pull. God, you are just—you really are the movie buff. I love that about you. That is—you just made my night. You seriously just made my night because I love that. He's getting the shit kicked out of him by his own like, father. This was Thank why you for we teaching me. This is why we get along so well. I mean, my brothers and I are just like this. Like just <laughs> like like move, movie bullshit just seeps into our irregular everyday discourse, and like we get each other. Nobody else <laughs> yes. does. Yes, that's funny. And you also you caught that when I was in Cleveland for the Glarf draft a couple of weekends ago, and I said the Uncle Buck thing hanging with the pans in the kitchen. Yeah. That's, he's like, like, I know exactly sp- what you're talking about. Spot on. <laughs> Oh, shit, that made my day, too. Uh, HD's here. How bad is Morel's K-rate on the Bozo scale? That's a great question, HD. I need to consider that thoroughly. Uh, I would say it's it's definitely on the higher end. Uh, is it a 9 on the tension scale, Rube? Uh, I don't know if I can say that for sure, but it might be. Very close. About a 9 on the tension scale, Rube. Uh, Kate's also says, nail or shine. I think he can hit 30. Ooh, hell yeah. You're speaking my language now, Kate's. Like All right, that. so Christopher Morrell, OBP this year, projections at 315. Are you going to shine it or are you riding the pine? 315 OBP. Let's see. Last year, he had a 247 yeah. average, and his OBP was at least that. You know, all the projections say under, but I think he can do it. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't take much, just a, just a little bit of growth from a player entering his prime. Just drop that K rate a little bit, raise that walk rate a little bit, one of the two or a little bit of both, mm. and he's there. So I'm going to say he could do it. Okay. I'm going to shine it. Shine! Shining. Uh, I'm going to take that as well. I'm shining Christopher Morrell over 315 OBP. I'm surprised his was so low, but I know he he was so hot and so cold last year. But I think he'll grow and learn from last year because that's usually what players who have talent and are focused, which I believe Morrell is. And now they got a new manager and Craig Council. I believe in him as well. So I think a, a 320 OBP would get the job done here. And that's not asking a lot. It's really not. So I'm I'm gonna shine it. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if any anybody else could, but people who shine can. <laughs> What's up, people are, people are never gonna listen to this again. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. Are you crazy? All right, let's go. Vaughn Grissom, who's now a member of the Red Sox, traded away for Chris Sale in the offseason. A guy that I drafted heavily last year, Russell. Vaughn Grissom, man. Ugh. I got burned on that badly. He never. I know his defense was a problem, but I thought offensively he would get in there, line up, and make a difference, and he did not. So, for 2024, Vaughn Grissom, are you willing to shine or ride the pine on Vaughn Grissom having 504 plate appearances? Oh, yeah, I'll shine that. I mean, I think Boston has really no option but to. I mean, they have other options, but I think they're committed to giving him 
the, the second base gig. And I think he's good enough to stick there. And I mean, Boston's really not going to be that good. So yeah, I, I, I don't really find this one particularly difficult. I think he'll hit that. I'll shine it. Okay. Shining 504 plate appearances for Vaughn Grissom in Boston this year. I'm going to ride the pine on it. It could be close, or it could be... I think this one could go in a lot of different directions. I know they traded for him for a reason, but there's some talent there on that roster. I know they give up Chris Sale, so you'd assume they'd play him a lot. i got to see it to believe it. So I'm going to ride the pine on 504 plate appearances for Vaughn Grissom. And you want me to change... Fuck you! Yes, well, okay. Thank you. Well, that's kind of harsh, but I mean, the point stands. Okay. Uh, a couple more. We are out of here. So these are all hitters. Now I want to give you a few pitching projections to snoop around on. Go ahead. Snoop around. Let's see. How about... Okay, this is Chris Bassett, a guy last year who... Uh, Chris Bassett. A little, I mean, it was frustrating. I didn't have him a lot. But uh, I was surprised to see that he struggled. But then he still kind of brought it all together with the, you know, had plenty of innings. The ERA was a little higher. But will Chris Bassett this season have a whip that is under 1.28? That's the current projection for Chris Bassett. 1.28 whip. Shot it right the pine. Yeah, I'm a I'm a certified card carrying member of the Bassett Hounds. I'm gonna shine that. Um, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at his history here. I mean. Since 2018, he hasn't he hasn't even come anywhere close to that. So the the projections are seeing something that they don't like. I am going to disagree with them and say he can outperform the projections, continue to outperform the projections because that's what he's been doing for for his whole career. The projection systems just don't really like his profile, um, but he's beaten them every season. I don't see any reason to believe that that he can't continue to beat them there's there's something that the projections just aren't getting with with him beautiful i'm going to i'm going to shine this one chris bassett will improve that whip this year he'll have a better season he's a veteran he knows what he needs to do and i i just feel like he'll get under 1.2 way but it could be tight or it could blow it out of the water again i see a lot of variations and possible outcomes for several of these players what about alexis diaz of the cincinnati reds 35 saves. Shine around the pine on Alexis Diaz, who was outstanding last year, came on and did his brother proud. 35 saves. Shine around the pine, Alexis Diaz. You know, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shine this. I know hmm. that he fell. I'm, I know that he completely fell apart at the end of the at the end of the season last year. But um, I've bought into the narrative that that he just wore out just got real tired and maybe was a little overused and coming back next season, you know, nice and rested, knowing what to expect, having a full season of the closer gig under his belt. And I think that team is going to win a lot of games too, even though their pitching is mostly garbage. Um, (laughs) I, I mean, my mind is telling me no, but my heart is telling me yeah. So I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna shine it. I'm uh, gonna shine Mark it. Kelly reference. <laughs> I am going to shine it as well. I love Alexis Diaz. Now this could burn me because I drafted him everywhere last year and he had the season he had. I don't love coming back to a guy, especially when his ADP creeps up 
and he just had a really good season without a long track record. But I just think the Reds are a good team. He's a great pitcher, and barring injury, he might have a few more blown saves this year, Russell. But Alexis Diaz, 35 saves. I'm shining it. He could crack 40. No problem. And you want me to change? No, I don't need you to change. I just need you to still do what you did last year. That's all I'm asking of you. What about Grayson Rodriguez? 157.7 innings pitched. Shine around the pine on Grayson. 157.7 IP. You know, I'll shine it. Um, mm. I... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to him. He came he 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 came back last season. He was healthy. He pitched really really well down the stretch, and he looks healthy right now. So I'm not. I know I did the opposite with Rodon before, but I'm gonna treat the guy who's currently healthy as though he's gonna be healthy all season, and he's gonna be a workhorse. And I think he'll hit that total. Yeah, I'm gonna shine it. Okay, Grayson Rodriguez. I'm going to ride the pine. Oh. He could get to yeah, he could get to 150, but that's still under 157. Uh, he's a guy that I want to see more from. I might mess up the boat because he might have a great season this year and really take off in that talent. He looks sharp. He's on a great team, right? Uh, I just want to see it. So I'm going to ride the pine on Grayson Rodriguez, 157. He pitched 163 total innings last year. Between AAA and the majors, so oh, his shit. his arm his arm can handle it. You're right. You're right. You're goddamn right. I I can't disagree with that. But I I'm gonna stick with it, and I don't have a lot to back that up other than I want to see it. That's all. I just want to see him make it. So, what about our guy here, Gavin Williams, dude? Gavin Williams, will he have more or less K's this season? Then, oh Christ, am I screwing up these numbers? 163.8 Ks is what we have on file. Sean Rather Pine on 163.8 for Gavin William strikeouts. Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to shine that too. Um, in my own personal sheet i've given him 175 innings and so i've got him way above that i've got him at 179 strikeouts and this is the first time through this whole exercise i've looked at my own sheet so i haven't been cheating until now but now i'm cheating and uh i'd be lying if i didn't go with what i entered on my own sheet for his total so i'm shining that yeah dude, you gotta, come on you gotta stand behind your product all the way i'm gonna shine it as well i'm Barring injury, he's an outstanding talent. He had a couple big double-digit strikeout games later in the year in August. I remember them because I just traded him at the trade deadline in my keeper league for Alex Cobb. Jesus Christ. That was stupid. I thought I needed a veteran. Like, it's a real real baseball team. I need a veteran pitcher on the bump. (laughs) That was dumb. So dumb. But I I, got to admit it. It's the truth. It's what happened to me. But I'm going to shine... K's for Gavin Williams at 163.8. All right, last one, and we're going home. This is the final one, and I really want to know what you think about this because he's getting so much run this year. It's it's crazy. I think my dad's going crazy. I really do. So, Go Tigers! Tarek Skubal, who's one of the highest 
drafted pitchers. He's in the top 10, you know, SPs right now and ADP. It's wild to me. Shine to ride the pine on Tarek Skubal having a 3.29 ERA or lower. It's a tough one. Uh, I love Tarek. Go Tigers. Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll shine that. Um, I think the real concern with him is is the innings and can can he hold up over the over the full season? But I mean, there's no questioning the talent. Um, so whatever the innings total is, I think he could beat that ERA. So yeah, I'll shine that. Yeah, I mean this with ERA here with three point two nine, they got him at one hundred forty eight and a half innings right now. Projection again, this is the Razzball steamer modifications. I'm gonna. I mean, I mean, what's wild is he had a two eight zero ERA last season, and Sierra expected ERA, FIP, XFIP, all of those were even lower. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna ride the pine just by a hair. And I feel like I'm betraying the squad. Go but I'm never a loyalist, a blind loyalist anyways. I love Tarek Scuba. I love watching him pitch. I'm very excited about his future and his present. Even the Tigers could win the division this year. I actually believe that. I really do. And I'm not a diehard blind loyalist, as you know. We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. I'm riding the pine. He could have a 3.4 year rate and it's still a fine season. But I, I, I guess I'm being a little bit negative on some of these pitching projections. But it's not a huge gap in my own thoughts on that. Fair. Fair. Booyah. Okay. Well, we did it, man. Man, this is a great show. We really covered a shitload of ground. We got great sound effects from Russell himself with his very own echo. That was awesome. And I had a great time, man. This really was a... This was classic. This was so good to do this. I was feeling like I had been disconnected from you from baseball talk. It was way overdue. So thanks for coming on and doing this again. Makes me feel good. I feel excited about the season. I'm stoked. Yeah, me too, man. I'm really excited. I'm ready for games to start. Goddamn right. Don't forget those insane fantasy takes. Make sure you follow up on Twitter. X, Twitter X, Armchair Roto. Jamie says, I got one last question. How would you put a value on a player in Roto, TGFBI, depending on stat played, or would you overpay for a player if you need them? Hmm. So... How would you put a value on a player in Roto? Depending on the stat played, would you overpay? So you're saying, I'm guessing here, he's saying, if would you overpay beyond like drafting him too soon? I guess. Uh, I mean, do you, how do you see that? Do you draft guys? You draft it in your own accord, right? You mean you don't follow ADP? You're not a total slave to ADP, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not sure I understand the question, but so. Yeah. So, like I said before, I use projections pretty heavily, and I have my own spreadsheet where I've I've uh, I use projections to create uh, SGP values and dollar values. And so, what I do on the NFPC site is before a draft, I will uh, export my list and upload it to NFPC. So I've got my own rankings uploaded, and when I draft, I compare my rankings to ADP. So. Let's say pick eighty. Pick eighty is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go through my ranks and I will queue up everyone who is below eighty, and then within 
depending on what point of the draft it's in, you know, within a round or two of where ADP is. And then, you know, maybe you don't take the top guy on your list because you feel like you can wait another round or two playing that ADP chicken game. Um, but basically it's comparing my ranks and values to ADP and just trying to bank as much um, value as I can. And, and within that, and within that context, I try to build a nice balanced team and fill every position. That's putting it mildly. He also clarifies his comments. Well, waivers when you pick up players, sorry. So if you're putting a value on a player, depending on stats played, would you pay overpay? So he means putting a bunch of money on a player for waiver wire oh, fab. So. Yeah, I, I understand now. Sorry about that. Um, no, it's okay. You know, I do both of those things. So on a given week, when when fab is coming up, if you've if you know if the the hot prospect is coming up and you've got a position you need to fill, or even if you don't, and you think that player is going to be really valuable, you know, you may bid a lot to get that player, but also. Down the stretch towards the end of a season, if you are chasing categories and you're, you know, three home runs away from an extra two or three roto points, Mm -hmm. you know, then you go on the wire and instead of looking for players, you're looking for how you can get those home runs. It's a, you almost take the players' names off of it and uh, try to try to project which available players are going to you know, bank those stats for you. So you may look for, you know, some crummy batting average power hitter um, who maybe is just a strong side platoon player. So that's why they're on the wire, but they have three games coming up against the the correct handed pitching. And you know that they're going to bank a bunch of at bats. So, you know, you pay a dollar or two for that, just trying to bank those stats. It's a, yep. it's a, it's a different type of waiver ad, but you need to have both of those tools in your kit for sure. Jamie, that definitely answered your question. We got clarity on it. Thank you for asking that. I love it. And that answer was great. I'm Michael Govier. He's Russell Withers. We're wrapping up. We're out of here. Don't forget. Utah. The podcast. Two Give me two. Two Z's. RussellArmchairRoto.com. Uh, anything else we want to know, Russell? Or are you just going to go back to doing what you're doing? Drafting and enjoying life. And watching movies, of course. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to drafting and enjoying life. That's, uh, that's it. <laughs> you know? All right, man. Uh, I'm so glad you came on. Thanks, brother. Everybody in live chat, you guys hung in there. This is one of the longest shows we've done in a while, actually, which is a total tribute to the original inception of this show. Inception? Conception? Damn it. I'm mixing up a lot yeah, of those nights. <laughs> hey, see, nobody cares except Steve. Like I said, Steve will care. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. We'll be back with more shows on Friday. And, of course, Plots of Podcast Invitational and all that stuff is available. Sign up. I do New League. We're getting pumped for that as well. Now it's time, Russell, to turn it over to the man himself, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Peace! Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. 
this ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.